doing today. I just had another cup of coffee, so I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Um, I'm ready to get on with this discussion. I'm really excited about. I just this is so strange, but there is a movie that just came out with Will Ferrell. Um, it's called Eurovision on Netflix, and it's like a ridiculous movie, of course, because he's a ridiculous actor. But um, my husband and I watched it like a month ago, maybe when it first came out. And there's a line in there um, where they look at each other and they're like, I'm checking you out. I'm checking you out. And so whenever I say a greeting to anyone, I'm always like, hello, I'm checking you out. And nobody knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, so that's what I thought of when I said hello, friends. Um, but anyways, getting to the actual serious discussion, I really wanted to talk today about the difference between the word easy and the word ease. So for context, when I first started on my spiritual journey and was looking into how to stay true to myself as a military spouse, I was so damn confused when people would say like, oh, you need to stay in alignment. You need to live your life in alignment with your your spirit or who you truly are. And I, I just remember going like, what does that mean? <laughs> I just felt like it was so unclear. Um, but over time, you know, the more books I read, the more podcasts I listened to, the more I talked about it with other people and, and kind of, you know, did my research. For me, it's come to mean like, live your life with ease And so now that I understand what alignment means, I 100% agree with it. That is, it's the key to everything. To me, that's what being true to yourself is all about, um, is being in alignment. Um, But for me, I I talk about it still in that sense of living life with ease. Um, And I talk about it all the time. So I really wanted to talk about it now here because I wanted to make sure that you guys are understanding what I mean on social media or um, in videos and on other podcast episodes, what I mean when I say that we're striving for a life of ease. I wanted to make sure that in no way am I diminishing difficult aspects of life or like tricking you, lying to you, or any sort sort of manipulation to make you think that... um, life could just be easy. Like everything in life could just be easy because that's not, that's not what I think at all. Um, and there is a difference between, you know, living life in that fluid way where you're in alignment with, you know, who you truly are and your value system and your core beliefs, um, versus just having everything be easy for you. Um, I want to warn you that if someone is selling you an easy life or that they're going to make business easy for you or they're going to tell you the secret to making military life easy or whatever they're lying (laughs) like that is a scam and and you should all be very wary of it because life's not easy right we all know that life is difficult and it's not even because of situations that we're in like humans are complex creatures and so what works for one of us isn't going to work for another one of us and And that in itself will make life hard and complicated. And just easy is not really an option. So to start out, I'm going to do the cheesy thing to do here. 
and give you the definitions for each of them. So Merriam-Webster's dictionary says that easy means causing or involving little difficulty or discomfort, which, like I said before, we know that is not what life is. Life is extremely uncomfortable, especially if we have a growth mindset, especially if we're trying to better ourselves and live really fulfilling aspirational lives. Discomfort is kind of mandatory. And again, referring back to the cheese, nothing worth doing in life is easy, in my opinion, right? Living a life of ease, even if that's what you're striving for, like I am, that is really uncomfortable at first. Letting go of victimhood and trying to force outcomes, both of those things are very hard. Changing the way you think and behave is a lifelong endeavor And it's only going to present new challenges as old one gets resolved. So a metaphor I like to think like when you're talking about personal development and stuff. So when I travel, there are usually like five places I want to visit. So like Europe, just for example, I'm like, oh, I want to visit Rome, London, Paris, Oslo, and like Madrid or something. But then I go to those places and each new city that I go to, 10 more new places pop up because I'm like, oh, I don't just want to go to Rome. I want to go to Venice. I want to go to all of these tiny towns around Rome. I want to go to the lesser known places, right? So it's just exponentially increasing because the more I learn, the more places pop up. And it's the same with personal development, right? The more (laughs) it's like the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know. It just, it it's an endless cycle of growth, right? And, and that in itself, that phenomenon in itself makes life difficult. Like th- this is not easy. And then the definition of ease. So this is the definition that I found that most speaks to what I'm referring to. So let's not get caught up in semantics. If you like the word alignment better than ease, if you like the word flow, you know, just pick your word. But this is the definition and the word that really resonate with me. So the definition of ease, again, from Merriam-Webster's dictionary is to free something from burden. Okay, and this is what I'm talking about when I say this is the goal in life. You know, when um, gurus and Buddha... Buddhists and all these people talk about enlightenment or when we even refer to in the western world um more so to heaven um this is what I'm imagining this this is what I think we're looking towards ultimately is being free from burdens and to live life in a way now here on planet earth before we die in a way that we don't feel burdened by to take away the heaviness of things or the feeling like you have to force your way through. The lack of forcing and the lack of burden, I mean, discomfort is required to get there. Um, So a burden, though, is something that weighs you down and sucks your energy out, Um, whereas discomfort is just learning. It's just something new. We want experiences that are life-giving and free us from burdens. We don't necessarily want to push away discomfort. Discomfort brings about positivity. Being burdened doesn't. Okay, so let me give you a a personal story to kind of help you explain when I think of the word ease, like kind of where my 
Pet is at. When I was probably 10 years old, we took a road trip to California because I'm from Texas. So we took a road trip to California to visit some cousins. And like all tourists, we went to Santa Monica Beach. And um, we spent an afternoon out there swimming in the ocean and building sandcastles. Well, my mom wanted to take me out a little bit deeper than where I had been just swimming by myself. So my mom and I, we went out a little bit further and we started swimming. And soon we started to notice that instead of getting closer to the beach, we were getting further and further and further away. And very soon we started kind of getting pushed under the water by waves and by what we later realized was a riptide. So if you know anything about riptides, you know that in order to get out of them, you're supposed to swim parallel to the shore rather than trying to directly swim in, you know, the most linear fashion to the beach. You're supposed to swim parallel um, because if you just try to force your way out of the riptide, the waves are going to continue to suck you under and you could drown. But if you swim parallel, eventually you will get out of the riptide and then, you know, the waves past the riptide, past the current will push you back up to the beach. But we didn't know that. So my mom started raising her hand. I was really scared because we kept, like I said, getting sucked under these waves. I wasn't able to hold on to my mom's hand. We had to have lifeguards and jet skis come pull us out. And it was a pretty traumatic experience. So if you take this story and look at it as a metaphor for ease, if you swim with the current parallel to the shore, it looks like it may be a longer route. It doesn't make logical sense that you would swim that you wouldn't just directly swim to the beach, right? If that's where you want to go, it makes logical sense that you would just start swimming that way. But because you're going with the flow, because you're allowing what's naturally occurring to help guide your way, you're able to safely get there. But when you force and you push and and you do whatever you can to get out of the situation rather than embracing it, that's where life starts to suck. That's where life gets hard. That's where you get exhausted. And that's where you could eventually drown. So that's what I mean by ease. Ease is following the current. Ease is going with the flow. Ease is not getting wrapped up in exhaustion and stress. Ease is accepting what is and allowing what is to serve us in getting to point B. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that's helpful. So I have confidence in saying that being a military spouse will never be easy. Uh, if if you're a military spouse listening to this, you're like, yeah, no shit. Okay. <laughs> but there is a way that it can be done with ease. And the goal and the possibility is a life of ease, even though we are being dictated by deployments and PCSing and PCAing and covid and etc etc just like with all obstacles in life whether it be a job loss familial pressures religious expectations whatever it may be they can all be handled with ease 
I really believe that ease is one of the key factors to happiness. I hear so often from military spouses, new entrepreneurs that I'm friends with, and I felt it for years myself, this feeling of being stuck. This is one of the most common complaints complaints people feel about their lives. But when we accept and switch our belief systems into the actual truth, which is that we can feel like life is flowing, that life can have a sense of ease to it all the time. It doesn't always have to be difficult. We don't always have to be stuck. All of a sudden there's calm and you can be at peace because you're not being dictated by the riptide. You're flowing with the riptide. But the trick and the confusing and desperation comes from the fact that a life of ease, a life of flow, living in alignment is different for everyone. What I love to do, what I could spend hours doing, what lights a fire under my ass is going to be different than what it is for you. What stress triggers I have are also much different than your stress triggers. So the key is to have some sort of self-reflection enough that you can implement boundaries, have conversations, and change the things that need to change in order for the state of ease to become your personal reality, rather than looking outside of yourself, looking to friends for advice, even listening to podcasts for, you know, steps on what to do. I, man... When I was going through the thick of it, when I was like my most depressed, my most just, I kept saying that to my family, like, I'm on a treadmill. I am running and I am running and I am running, but I am going nowhere. Part of that was because I kept going to my friends and family who were not in the military, who did not get married two days after they graduated, who did not have a kid. I kept asking them for advice on what to do to make my life the way that I wanted it to be. Okay, talk about illogical, like that, that it doesn't make any sense. We have to stop going to these other people who have no idea what our experience is for advice. I promise you, I promise, I promise, if you take on these belief systems, if you know without a shadow of a doubt that your intuition is the key, you will get there. You will get the life that you're craving. You've got to stop looking for other people for answers. You have the answers. You are given the God-given ability to connect with your inner self, to connect with the universe, to connect with your future you, your past you. We have to use these tools. You have the answer. Okay, sorry about my tangent. So what do we what do we do? I'm going to give you really high-level very simple tips that will just kind of start and launch you with work so that you can get there, so that you can become more clear, so that you can stop asking other people for advice. So step number one, you, me, all of American society need to work on our emotional intelligence. We have to have a broader vocabulary than just I'm stressed I'm chill or I'm mad. We have a bajillion emotions. We have to have more emotional intelligence to be able to know and communicate what we're feeling at any given moment. Mad and angry are just surface level emotions. We have to be able to understand what 
actual emotions we are having. Usually what happens, especially with people who haven't practiced this, is when they're mad, they're not really mad. So for example, lately, when I've been mad, I've actually felt really resentful. I've actually been really bitter. I have felt betrayed. I'm wildly sad that somebody I loved was behaving a certain way or treated me a certain way. Okay? Or I've just been hungry. Okay? We need to recognize, are we actually mad or are we just hungry? Do we need a lollipop to raise our blood sugar levels? This happens to me all the time. It takes a ton of work for you, depending on where you're on on the emotional intelligence scale. But you cannot skip this. This is where a huge chunk of work needs to be done. And I could go on and on about this topic, but that's not, you know, we need to save that for another day. But you... We have to get to a place where we recognize what emotions we're truly having. And in order to do this, we have to go into step two. This requires self-examination. We have to look, be able to look at ourselves and say, all right, so this is how I react in different circumstances. These are my triggers. These events make me feel like this. This is what makes time fly by for me. This is what lights me up and makes me passionate. When people, especially in the self-development world, say you have to do the work, this is the work. Steps one and two are the work. And it's really freaking hard. And this is why so many people have coaches go to therapy. Because to be honest with you, it's often impossible to see this stuff from inside of our own brains. It really is important that whether you have a journal, a therapist, a coach... Or just a trusted friend who understands these concepts. I'm not saying that you look to other people for advice. Uh, That would go against what I just told you. But that you find someone or something that can be a mirror for you. This is very different than getting advice from them. You just need someone to just see other ways of being. That will trigger to you to think for yourself about what it would look like to shift. Okay, so I go to counseling very regularly. And almost every single session, she tells me like, you already knew that answer, Emily. And I'm like, yeah, I know I did, but I, I needed to verbally express it to you so that if there was another perspective I wasn't seeing, you could present it back to me. And most of the time she does. She does. She's, she does an amazing job of saying like, okay, but don't you realize this? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, shoot, like either I forgot about it or I didn't see it that way. And then I can take her suggestion and her perspective and then analyze it after the co- the counseling session. I need to sit with it. You know, I sit with it and I say, like, do I want to take this perspective on or did that just get my brain thinking? Am I actually going to just say, wow, that was a great perspective. I'm glad I thought of that, but actually I'm still going to stick with my perspective that I had previously. You know, there's no, not a right or wrong answer. You just need someone to get you to see those different perspectives, okay? This is, this is what self-examination is all about. If we already knew everything, you wouldn't need to be listening to me. All right, so step one, broaden our emotional intelligence vocabulary. Step number two, we need to do some serious self-examination, look at our triggers, look what makes us happy. Step number three, 
is wildly simple, and that is to just decide. The shift will occur when you decide that life gets to happen with flow and ease. You, my dear, get to decide what your life looks like. It is not dictated by anyone or anything else. No circumstance, no situation, no event can tell you how you feel about something or what you do to use that circumstance to your benefit. You have to decide and only you can decide that you will no longer be in an energy of forcing. You have to decide that you will no longer try to swim the fastest, easiest route to the shore. And you have to decide what energy you want to hold. So this is not easy. It doesn't make any sense that deciding, just simply deciding something would make any sort of change. But it didn't make sense that we would swim parallel to the beach either, did it? Just, I just, if you are having resistance to this, I just want you to try for 24 hours. I want you to write down what you're deciding, deciding that you get to do life with ease and flow and that it no longer has to be difficult. And I want you to hold that decision for 24 hours. Just believe it for 24 hours and we're going to see what happens. Because step number four is that you have to hold that energy. An example for me um, is that driving, just driving like around town or in traffic is a huge trigger for me. I know that before I even get into the car that I have to hold an energy of calm, patience, love, and protection for the people driving around me. I have to decide ahead of time that I will treat the other drivers as my friends And then I hold that energy of care and friendship even when someone cuts me off. This is the key, is that even when someone runs a red light or someone is way speeding, I have to think to myself, be careful, friend, instead of calling them an asshole or flipping them off. So the shift happens when we decide that we're going to have a certain energy But then the change starts to happen when you hold that energy, even with the difficult stuff. So you can decide all you want that life gets to be easy. But if you're not acting in a way that is of ease and of calm and of peace, even when things get difficult, it's it's not it's not going to happen. Okay. This is the inspired action that we have to take. With work, maybe you need to hold the energy of progress over perfection. With your spouse's job, maybe you need to hold the energy of how is this serving me? This deployment is serving me. I decide that the deployment is serving me. And then you have to hold that energy as much as you can throughout the deployment. Basically, what I'm saying is that you need to constantly ask yourself, how can I use this obstacle to my advantage? Another thing I like to say to myself is, wow, that's unexpected, but I know that I will get to my point B regardless of this change. So how can I work around the obstacle in a way that serves me rather than drains me? Life is about asking these questions. Maybe you're asking yourself questions like, Why does this always happen? Why does this always happen to me? Why is nothing I do working? 
why can't I get off of this treadmill? When will this be over? But friend, these are really terrible questions because they don't lead us to helpful outcomes. They keep us in victimhood and in martyrdom. And if we want a life of ease, we have to let go of those questions and ask better ones. The new questions I want you to start asking yourself are, how can I see this with love instead of fear? What opportunity is this giving me? And does this forcing feel good? Or does it feel frantic? Does it feel stressful? Does it feel bad? These four steps and these questions are really, really good places to start. They're really broad and there's a lot more to them. And with each one of these steps, I could do an entire other podcast episode. But for now, I just want you to take a look at them. Maybe listen to this again. Go through and ask yourself, where do I most need to do work? Do you have a really good emotional intelligence? Do you have a really broad vocabulary with that? Maybe you do. So that's awesome. But then are you examining yourself very often? Do you know what truly makes you happy? Do you know what feelings you crave? Do you know what your triggers are? When you are triggered, do you know what emotions come up? How often are you deciding that life gets to be easy? Or are you constantly deciding that life is hard? And if you do decide that life is easy, how long are you able to hold that energy for? It's a practice to me to constantly try to hold an energy longer and longer and longer. You can start with just trying to hold it for two minutes and then maybe five minutes and then 10 minutes and then 30 minutes. See how long and practice holding that energy of ease and flow longer and longer and longer. Life can feel at ease. It can flow. We just have to allow it to. It's my belief that that's our natural state. Our natural state is to live in a life of just moving with the waves, being at peace even when the hurricane comes. It's a practice. We've got to figure out how to practice it again. So my hope for you is that you start to understand for yourself what a life of ease would look like for you, what you want, and then that you practice remaining in that energy. Um, My husband is leaving again this week and so I will be right there along with you as I single parent and and do every you know clean and all of the stuff by myself I will be right there along with you trying to stay in a place of ease okay well I hope this podcast has been super helpful for you all of the links that I mentioned are going to be down in the description. And if you have any questions or want to tag me on Instagram, my handle is emma.bernaw. And because nobody knows how to spell that, it's B-R-O-N-A-U-G-H. All right, love. I'll see you later. Bye.